A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast. Or should I call it the Charles Leclerc podcast? Because we are reflecting on the final day of Formula One testing. And yes, I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself with that, just purely because uh, tyres matter. But we have a lot to talk about, a lot to reflect on, as testing is now done and dusted. No more BS after this moment. No more, oh, well, we don't really know what's happening. Uh, It's all going to be unveiled next weekend. Well, sorry, next Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yes, don't forget Saturday race, everyone. But yeah, finally we can get forget testing and uh, learn a little more. We've we've learned a little bit from today, but it's still that very awkward kind of we don't know what everyone's doing yet. Um, like we say, don't look too much into times unless Leclerc is fastest, as Matt says, and look who is fastest. Exactly, and it wasn't even that. Good of a lap time, personally, to be <laughs> no. honest with you. Even though, even though the graphic said C5, I'm pretty sure it was a C4 time. But we'll get onto all of that very shortly. Let's start the five-star review from Billy427 in Australia. Just an unreal pod with great humour and wheel knowledge. Keep it up, legends. That's the fastest five-star review of all time. Is that Billy or is that Max Verstappen giving us that review? But either or, thank you so much, Billy. Please let us know your five-star review if you want to submit one. That would be amazing because it helps the podcast massively. Okay, final day of testing then. And fastest is Charles Leclerc. But if we're being realistic, fastest is Max Verstappen um, because it's Max Verstappen. I was actually reading something uh, on social media, so I'll take it with a pinch of salt because there's rumours and this, that and the other. And internally, it's been uh, reported that blah, blah, blah. But according to something that, you know, Bob's uncle's Jeremy's aunt, um, Max thinks that the RB20 suits his driving style more than the RB19. So, uh <laughs> Do you want to start the tennis channel yet, or are we still waiting till next week? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're so triggered. I love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it? It's like the least surprising thing ever that Red Bull are very good. I think in a regulation, a non-regulation change, maybe they might be. Dare I say, even better than last year, which is which is um, scary. But like I said in the last one, there are so many things to look forward to, and. Ferrari have looked good. Um, I'm not saying they're Red Bull good, um, but maybe it's a surprise when there was a lot of hype around maybe McLaren and could Mercedes be better? Um, I think Ferrari are looking like uh, Red Bull's biggest challenges, even if that biggest challenge is one second slower, Where which is what Mercedes said, uh, that a lot of engineers think that Red Bull might even have a second advantage on the field. But and Williams thought half P1. a second. Um, <laughs> look, this is bigger than P1, Tommy. This is Formula One we're talking about here. You know, this this is the state of our sport right now. Max Verstappen, slow down. Thank you so much. Um, I think also, I don't think there's a question about it, but we do need to shout out our boy Zhou Guanyu uh, up in P3 uh, with that vibrant green car. Just setting in a little time at the end, you know, just, just to, just to throw in a little bit of, oh, there's F1 testing because it all felt very, you know, top teams at the top, 
and that was it. Like, oh, okay, is F1 testing actually sort of representative? You know, we can actually know, yeah. yeah, representative of of who's what. And then Joe's like, no, here you go. I'm going to throw this one in here just so people think steak are actually going to be good. But sorry, Sauber. Yeah, I feel like we should try and instill Sauber because they're not even going to be called that for most races. I don't think are they? So um, no, I don't yeah. think so. Uh, yeah, I do. I did miss there being maybe a rogue team doing something good. So thank you, Zhou Guan Yu, for yeah, like popping a P3 time. Uh, I would be amazed uh, if that is the case uh, when it comes. I've just to... seen as well, Tommy. Sorry to butt in. The top eight are all different teams. Lovely. So you're saying Formula One is hugely on. competitive, yeah. and uh, I'm we've saying never that you seen... should be excited. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's, that's that's pretty good. Go on, it Go is on, pretty Formula good going. Um, look, joking aside about the 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 Max stuff, I do think, uh, and this is this was the case last year. Obviously, Max won almost every single race, but the field had never been closer, uh, and it does feel like. That is the case. You know, you can go back however much we love to say, like Formula One's in a dire state. You can go back to barely even a few years ago. And when Mercedes had their advantage, it was the only people that weren't getting lap was like Max and Leclerc, like <laughs> the whole race. And, and and they were like literally lapping the whole field. Um, and there were huge gaps between teams. Whereas, let's not forget, while while of course max was winning all those races we had those qualifying sessions where you know like the whole field is separated by like under a second or or like you know the top 10 or whatever i don't think house will be uh, in that mix but um everyone uh, else maybe don't disrespect mr holkenberg up in 11th has actually Hamilton. decided to do a lap that was within five and a half seconds of the fastest time so don't the disrespect it they they might still have some pace. Uh, first question comes in from Musto Man one Do Ferrari really have a chance to fight for the championship? Okay, realistic time now. We're going we're gonna... to... All right, the hopium's now been disconnected <laughs> from my face. No. No, they do not. I think that Red Bull absolutely have it in the bag. Um, my expectations are low, but that means I can be surprised. And if Charles Leclerc sticks on pole on Friday next week... I will also have a poll. It will be uh, one of the most unexpected polls of all time. Um, but no, I think that Ferrari are still good on on one lap pace. But I just it just feels like Red Bull have a lot more left in the tank. And also as well with this new concept of car, if we're thinking of a whole championship season, I would probably put my money on Red Bull to further be able to develop this new concept of car that they've just introduced. Because um, yeah. clearly the ceiling of their other concept of car, they felt like they were maybe near the top of it. Whereas this one, surely they they believe they can build and upgrade into it a lot more. So uh, yes, I, I don't think Ferrari have a chance to fight for the championship, but maybe the odd win. Yes, yeah, excuse me if I said this yesterday on the podcast. I can't remember which I, if, which I said it on. Maybe it was the podcast or we've also been on Twitch as well. But yeah, of course, Adrian Newey saying the fact that they've done a completely different concept because essentially... They knew everyone was going to copy last year's Red Bull and that philosophy, and that would leave them vulnerable. Whereas if they go for something completely new and looks like he's potentially made that Mercedes concept that they binned off work, um, they they can extend their advantage and everyone then has to catch up again. And then maybe in 2025, uh, everyone has big shoulders and side pods and 
Adrian Newey builds an upside down Formula One car and everyone goes, oh, we need to copy that now. Um, so, yeah, the way Ferrari are, I think that they're looking very strong. To fight for the championship is a big ask. It looks like we are in that Mercedes <laughs> Mercedes style era like we were before where it goes into the championship and you know Mercedes uh, like we're going to win. You know Red Bull are probably like going to win. We know we know Red Bull are going to win. Like it just seems like that is the case. But I think they could fight for wins um, in occasional races. Like it would be unbelievable for Red Bull to do what what they could last year, and maybe there's more of a chance to to pick up race victories for Ferrari. Certainly hope so. Next question, Tyce46. How good is Red Bull and Max? Slower, older tyres, and his times were close to Charles. Sorry, Matt, championship over. Brilliant. So we've gone from slightly, you know, just making me feel a little bit better about myself and Ferrari's <laughs> hopes to then just saying championship over. I mean, look, it, it's very clear that Red Bull are strong. Um, I've seen lots of things circulating that was like, oh, Ferrari look like they've got amazing pace nowadays. And oh, the, the tyre wear's gone and the drivability's there. And you're like, really, do you genuinely believe that Red Bull is slower in, the race, in race pace now? Like that, there is there is no way in hell that that is going to happen. And if it does... I'm in dreamland, but it's not going to. Let's be realistic here. Yeah, they are. They are very good. I saw saw the same that uh, they were comparing. I think it was yesterday when Science was doing his long runs with Perez, uh, and it didn't look like uh, Ferrari were like floundering like they normally do after a few laps because we know they are very quick, and they had a very quick car last season. They just couldn't make the races work. Um, but yeah, Red Bull looking. Very ominous, and like you said at the start, if it suits Max's driving style even more, that is a scary prospect because, of course, we went into last year, and which feels like a lifetime ago now, where Perez was actually sort of, you know, being able to win the odd race and, and, and be there. But if it is really suited to, to Max, we've said it so many times on the podcast that he doesn't have days off and has very little weaknesses. Um, so it's going to be very difficult for everyone else. But hey, there's lots of storylines in Formula One, uh, sure as you will know if you've begun to watch Drive to Survive, which launched uh, today as well. This episode is sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Witness history at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May the 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Another talking point and a question from BRM185. If you were a drain cover, why not wait until the GP to make your big move? Seems like a wasted opportunity to red flag testing. Obviously uh, a joke. Um, but again, we had another drain cover come loose. I believe it might well have been the same drain cover as the as the one uh, yesterday, which then literally turns the entire next hour, hour and a half into investigating the entire track again. Um, slightly concerning, I would say, uh, when we go into a race 
in less than a week's time. Of course, I I'm sure with the two incidents now that there will be a full investigation to make sure that this doesn't happen in the race because that they were lucky in this second occasion that no one drove over it. Of course, I think it was Perez that lifted it up, but there was no one behind uh, that drove over it, unlike Charles Leclerc uh, that... <laughs> Sometimes, in the yeah, first a rare moment where Ferrari wasn't the next car up ahead. Uh, exactly, like incredibly unlucky. <laughs> but in a race, you have much less chance of that happening because there's 20 cars on track circulating as fast as they possibly can. So, yeah, there's going to have to be some investigation there to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, and uh, yeah, it's you and wonder time why, as well. like, and why, time. why is it happening? Yeah, tight because it's like, not like, a quick fix. It, yeah, exactly. Like you know, we've seen it happen in practice sessions before. Um, even like you know the Vegas one, uh, and they could do it in testing, uh, because there's seven eight hours of running left or whatever, and they're at Bahrain where they've got the luxury as well where the floodlights come on so they don't have to worry about light and things like that. But other circuits, you know, this keeps happening, which like you say poses the question like why now, and that is something that uh, people have been asking. You know, uh, people in the paddock and stuff. I saw a, a quote from, or like uh, Adrian Newey uh, spoke to a, a publication saying that essentially, like the cars being so heavy now, and there are of course ground effect as well, where all the the air is being channeled through the floor, it's causing these incidents because it can't be a coincidence that this drain cover thing, you could count like three or four times in the last like 25 years but in the last three years if you just take the last like three years it seems to have been what like six or seven maybe um, yeah. it seems to like be such more a regular occurrence than we're we're used to so it has to be these new cars and the and the way and the way it is and it it makes you yeah it, it maybe is a concern because it's happening more and more now yeah, I, I, it has to be for sure. You know the 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 way in which these cars are built now, and as you say, the ground effect, the the large suction that it creates um, to uh, create grip and downforce is uh, un unfortunately causing some of these tracks to be be tested. And I guess it's not just it's not like it's a massively vulnerable area that's just you know come up straight away. It's just lap after lap after lap. You've got twenty cars going round. It's going to just get weaker and weaker and weaker. And clearly, some of these tracks can't can't cope with that and you do wonder how long it's going to be until the FIA are able to to do something in order to actually ensure that these tracks are ready for these new generation of cars I know it's not that light new, uh, smaller cars maybe Please. maybe that we, we will see Ace 12 Adam should McLaren be concerned about their reliability McLaren for some reason tests just don't go all that well for them um, it just feels like they are one of those teams. I don't think it's anything too crazy. Uh, not like they've had in the past when they've had teething problems with Honda. Look, they're, they're just they're just learning. And other teams have also had issues. We had Red Bull having issues with with Perez yesterday. It's not like they didn't do any running. So I'm not going to jump the gun here and say that McLaren should be really concerned. They still look quite quick from what we've seen glimpses of. Um, but no, McLaren fans, I think you're all right, which probably means you're DNFing in the first place. <laughs> yeah, for me, like like we've said, every testing podcast we've done, 
you can't look too much into testing, but maybe McLaren... Yeah, if you've got and, it by now, I, you, you'll never get it, you know yeah, what I mean? I know. But McLaren maybe are that team for me that maybe have under-delivered in terms of hype, perhaps. I think, uh, you know, McLaren have... Uh, they were hugely hyped going into the season. Uh, we're, we're both guilty of that. And I think everyone has been hyped with how good they were at the end of last season. And Lando Norris, you know, finishing so many races, P2 behind Max and their improvement, you thought, well, they've got to go into this new season and be really, really good. But um, I don't know, like my initial gut feeling is maybe it's not, uh, need to have a bit of a a rethink on them maybe being as good as uh, I maybe thought they would be uh, at the start of the year, but maybe they'll surprise us. But what we do hope is, <laughs> well, it can't be any worse than last year, surely. Um, which uh, <laughs> you hope say not. we'll find out. Um, if they do under five pit stops each, uh, they've done a better job. <laughs> Lando has been riddled with a few issues, I guess, over testing. He's only done, he only did 20 laps uh, today, which... Yeah. It's not ideal, and uh, I want to apologise in advance for um, predicting Lando Norris to be world champion and feel maybe the the curse is already hitting. Uh, So apologies for that one, Lando. But look, we will see. that They still look pretty nifty in the the hands of Oscar Piastri. did 91 laps today. They've still got plenty of data in the bag, and if you combine the two, you know, you've got 121 laps. uh, Sorry, 111 laps. So uh, it's not too bad. It's not the end of the world for McLaren, and they'll have plenty to learn uh, going into next week. Baldi Marco 5 comes in with your pecking order based on what we have seen. Well, wouldn't you love to know our pecking order and who we predict is where? Um, well, we've got it coming for you very, very soon where we're going to predict our driver's championship from 20th all the way to first. We'll reflect a little bit on what we've learned, what little we've learned uh, in testing uh, <laughs> and also mainly base it on vibes um, because that is... Uh, the pretty much core of P1 is is based on vibes. And uh, sometimes the predictions are incredible and sometimes they're terrible. Um, but you tune in either way. And that's part of the fun, right? Um, it keeps us... I do like as well not knowing. Um, you do want a bit of guesswork. Like, I know, I know everyone tries to like analyse everything, but I'm kind of glad that you don't we don't have te- know. Yeah. yeah we don't know because you don't you don't want like you know formula one themselves for example to basically like run it through this big data program and go this is the order and and it be correct every year essentially and you know because you want to go into that first race and yeah have a have joe Yu getting on the podium uh, or something random like that uh, which obviously i'm joking and isn't going to happen but uh you don't want to know exactly what's going to happen. So there might be, you know, the odd surprise and stuff. The beauty of the unknown, um, yes. which is definitely not what you get when there's a sprint weekend. Um, but thankfully, they've changed it slightly. So we aren't ruined completely. Had to get um, some sprint slander in there, didn't you? Yeah, I thought, you know, I'm just trying to, trying to get any good books, <laughs> to be honest, mate. So, you, so you're nice to me for the whole season when Max wins 24 out of 24. Um, right, that is it. I think that pretty much summarises uh, day three of testing. Overall, how I would summarise it is that, it, God, it was actually quite dull. It, there wasn't much that actually went on. The track tried to give us something to talk about. But realistically, Bahrain and 2024 F1 
was very smooth sailing for a lot of it. Just just teams doing laps. There wasn't any crashes, was there, or anything like that? No, had, there's never going to be... The odd stoppage, but apart, the really not a lot to actually dissect in terms of like a team massively failing or anything like that. I think that a lot of teams will be relatively happy with, with, how, with how the last three days have gone. Yeah, it's never going to be like a huge shock or crazy things happening when it's not a massive regulation change so yeah no surprise really no surprise indeed but i still want to see it it, by the way like i'm not going to be like don't show testing cool don't don't not show testing there you go uh is that your final thoughts don't do do not don't don't do not well maybe well maybe yeah because because i don't want people to think that like (laughs) you know we had that year where they didn't show testing and we're all like, oh, why aren't you televising it? And then they show it and we go, oh, it's not that interesting, but like, it doesn't matter really. Like, it is that thing that you kind of like have on in the background and you just sort of like absorb it and it's nice to see Formula One cars back. But I don't oh, yeah. think that we ne- there needs to be this conversation like maybe last year, uh, people where it's like, how can we make it more exciting? Do we simulate a mini race? Like, oh God, no, no, it's no testing. I wasn't. Just, no, I wasn't. No, 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 you, I know you weren't, but just to cover that, yeah. that idea off. Yeah, it was more just testing that is testing. everyone is so reliable these days that there's really no no one conking out or anything. I know. Really, so. Bring back 50 DNFs. A year. 50. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so thank you, everybody. Lots of love. And we'll see you next week for Race Week. Real racing. It's coming. Enjoy Drive to Survive. We've got a reaction video and podcast coming out for that as well. Uh, P1 Live Show tickets are still available for London, Cambridge and Bath, so go and get them if you haven't already, and we'll see you very soon. Bye! Bye! Make sure you follow us on all of our socials. We're Matt P1 Tommy on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, and Instagram. You can also sign up to our Patreon at the link in the episode notes for ad-free episodes, full video interviews, and extra bonus episodes for as little as $5 a month. Finally, make sure you're following us on Spotify. See you soon. P1 is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.